And now, a word from our sponsor. Lightning Recap. In real ghost stories, disturbing paranormal stories based on true events, author Eve S. Evans gives us 17 ghostly tales inspired by true life. Do you like ghost stories? Are true tales of terror your thing? Then you should read the wonderful books of author Eve S. Evans. I just read 50 terrifying real ghost stories, and let me tell you, it is a chilling collection of stories, all taken from real-life paranormal encounters. You can find Eve S. Evans' work on Amazon, and you really should, because these are some of the finest true ghost stories you'll ever hear. You've got a little time. We have got a little podcast. That's right, because it's short story, short podcast. I myself, me here, sitting in this room, am Christopher J. Garcia, joined by... Christy Baxter. And Christy. Yes. You knew this was going to happen. Yes. We are going to officially, today, come up with what you are voting for, for the Hugo Award for Best Short Story. And there is something I forgot to tell you. Oh no, what's that? I have actually purchased you a voting membership (laughs) in the 2021 Worldcon such that you will actually be able to vote in Worldcon. It's fantastic. Thank you. Oh my gosh, this is going to be fun. It's actually going to matter just beyond what, you know, the the people who listen to us, which they matter too, but (laughs) this actually, you know, has a tiny, tiny infinitesimal effect on who gets the actual award. (laughs) Yes. I, you know, I like the stakes, but I like them just a little bit higher. Uh, (laughs) So here is what we're going to do. We're going to talk about each story very briefly in comparison to every other story. Oh, my. By using a five-point system. I, I have to take my cat to the vet in an hour, so <laughs> I'm just letting you know. <laughs> it's, it's not going to take that long, actually. And the first point is, which would you say was the one that was the most beautifully written. Oh, okay. Um, Metal Like Blood in the Dark. An interesting choice. Beautifully written, for sure. Uh, lots of great uh, use of the repetition. It has that just a super strong voice. Um, of course, I'm I'm with you on that to a degree, except I completely and totally disagree. Uh, So would you say I am incorrect? You're a version of correct. Okay. Um, Because I'm going to go with the the mermaid astronaut. That would have been my my second choice. It was really a very, very strong, strong tie between the two. Yeah, the two of them are very close. I think the one thing that the mermaid astronaut has is it did more for emotional impact 
in a much tight in a much tinier space like every little bit that hit you hit you very quickly there's sort of a minimalist aspect to it that i really appreciate true true very very good good defense good defense i'm going to defend my opinions by saying they're my opinions and if you don't like them uh you can just just do something unpleasant to yourself I will point you to a fact that there is a podcast called Our Opinions Are Correct. Um, which there's also, there's also a podcast called You're Wrong About. <laughs> That's also true. <laughs> That's right. Okay, so good points. So I'm going to note this here. All right. Okay. Now, which one do you think had the most interesting plot? The mermaid astronaut. Interesting. That surprise with the what the price was that she had to pay. That you know, like it it wasn't a, it wasn't a physical price. It wasn't you know, it, it was sort of an emotional price, but it was a price that somebody else was paying on her behalf. That for me was it was it was a well earned moment, but it was also a hard fought for moment, in, at least in my mind. So. And see, what I liked about uh, the Mermaid Astronauts plot was that it was it was very clear. And once the price paid became obvious, it was sort of mind blowing. But I thought that the plot was. Uh, what's that word that you call when you amplify amplified <laughs> by the emotional notes that it hit at each point? And I think that's a sign of a very, very good plot. But I'm thinking that the one where the the plot and movement, the story movement aspects uh, are a bigger part of the overall presentation and impact had to be badass moms in the zombie apocalypse. I knew you were going to go in that direction. I just knew it. <laughs> of course. Um, and I think, I think part of that actually has to do with their differing genres. Uh, the uh, science fiction horror versus science fiction fantasy. And maybe it's just my biases, but my biases are, of course, correct, uh, that uh, your fantasies tend to be more about emotional resonance and less about plot unless you're Tolkien, in which case you're probably a jerk. Um, and on the other end, I think uh, more horror tends to take the plot more as a driver. And I think really the drive of the plot there really pushed me forward more because there was a small section in The Mermaid Astronaut that I think uh, the plot definitely took a backseat to just this sense of wonder, which very impacting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See, I can I can definitely see your point of view on that. Um, so I, I, again, I picked one and then you picked the, the other one and they were in my mind very closely tied. So we'll just keep up with that trend probably, I'm assuming. I bet you we will. Um, cause this third one will blow your mind. I'm actually very scared right now. I'm very scared. Perfect. <laughs> Which one viscerally affected you the most? Viscerally. Visceral. Visceral. Okay. I would. 
All right. I'm going to go with bad, badass moms in the zombie apocalypse. Interesting. It I was... like where your head's at. But again, you're wrong. Um, I can't believe this. Metal like blood in the dark. That was my other option. <laughs> my reason for badass moms in the zombie apocalypse is that like, okay, so here, here would be my reasoning for both. Badass moms, I can actually point to a physical response that I had that was is very striking and that's adrenaline. Mm. And metal like blood in the dark, I can point to a tiny one, but it was just a, that mention of cannibalism that like it was it was a, pretty much an afterthought on our on our show review of it. So that's why it was like like badass moms was was, was a, a lot of adrenaline most of the way through. So that's why it kind of outweighed the the metal like blood in the dark. But that is definitely I, I would say those are the two most visceral of the stories. Oh yeah. Oh, I definitely think you're right. I think and, we need to have a podcast network, but you know how sometimes a podcast network or even any network will have just like a single word that somebody is saying that is like, you don't really know if it's related or something, or maybe we could just call it, let's just call it, our podcast network is called Visceral. Oral contract, Christy, signed. <laughs> yeah, I think one of the reasons why I think uh, uh, Metal Like Blood in the Dark has a visceral effect to me is the the sense of loss that comes over me in it that they were driven out of eden and then they must be taken in by basically the slaver um and that sort of thing really gets me uh maybe just because you know i was thrown out of eden and lost a rib <laughs> in the process i don't understand how that happened uh, speaking of, of of losing a rib i think there, there also is one possible other explanation for our differences here like in badass moms in the zombie apocalypse visceral she literally gives birth if you want viscera <laughs> correct <laughs> and you're like the one with the robots in space yeah. was the most visceral to me but that is a testament to how well that story was written that it could become so human as to viscerally affect you so but my all my jokes aside about how you relate really well to robots in space uh <laughs> oh, that's all I have to say. and you know what you've managed to flip me on both of those so now i'm on you with both of those <laughs> excellent Yes. Now here's a here's an interesting one. Which one was the most fun for you? Who fun? A guide for working breeds. I can okay. I can do that pretty quickly. Now I will say it is very closely tied with Little Free Library. Uh, but a guide for working breeds had the delightful dialogue as well. It, it being sort of a modern epistolary story that gave it, I think, a little bit more of a, of a flavor. And, uh, you know, the, the conversation that went on in Little Free Library was, was silent. It was an exchange of, of goods and ideas. And that's delightful. But really, as far as just, just good old plain fun, A Guide for Working Breeds was the one that made me laugh. Uh, it, it tickled me. It was, it was delightful. It tickled you. It tickled me. I see. This is going to shock you. But I 100% totally think that it was open house on Haunted Hill. <laughs> um, <laughs> I think the little bit, the little bits of reflection uh, got lots of chuckles of, uh, of like, you got, you know how you have recognition chuckles. It's like, <laughs> it's funny because I know what it is. Um, but that also then had moments like the uh, <laughs> the week. 
And you had little things like that that just really popped out also. I think that was where, that's the one that sort of got me the most in the haha range. Although I do have to admit, it is very close with a guide for working breeds. We are two sides of the same coin or the same side of two different coins. Yes, indeed. Okay, now here's here's one that I think may interest you. Which one did you find yourself reflecting back on the most? See, this I feel turns into an unfair question simply because I've had weeks to reflect back on badass moms in the zombie apocalypse because I don't know if our listeners know we don't actually prepare for this in a really meaningful way that is involves more than you know like taking the story out at the very last minute while we're recording and then the next week reading it sometime generally the same day that we talk about it and taking maybe taking a few notes or highlighting a few important lines that we like that's that's kind of I mean it and so I just read Open House on Haunted Hill today. So I'm going to honestly say I cannot answer this question because it's not fair that, that the stories each have multi-week head starts on each other. Fair, very fair. For me, I'm actually going to go with Metal Like Blood in the Dark just because it is a story that I think expressed something that I very much like to see in my literature. And I kept finding things as I was going through, because you might not know this, but uh, I uh, I consume a lot of media. Um, and as I consume the media, I was constantly finding hooks for it to hang on. And I really think that that's what, what got me. But your answer is completely fair. Uh, we have cheated you so well, much. I feel it would be, it's not, I feel it would be cheating the ones that just, I think by virtue of alphabetical order of last names ended up, you know, because we just went in the order that they were listed. So I think it would be cheating, you know, like the, the ones that, that came towards the end of the alphabet, which as a person who comes at the beginning of the alphabet, I feel bad for them because every once in a while somebody switches that shit up and they're like, okay, we're going to start from the end. And I'm like, that is not fair. I have had this privilege all my life. How dare you take it from me for a day? So I feel sorry for that. And I, I don't feel like it's it's fair at all to them because I certainly can't say that I reflected more on one that I just read today than one that I read six weeks ago. They have all, I will say this, every single one of them has stuck with me. Oh, see, that's a very, very good way to walk a line. Uh, I'm a line so... walker. It's what I do. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Now, now a more freeform portion. <laughs> Yes. So what were your first thoughts when now, as we're making you make these choices, um, what do you think, what just comes to your gut as, you know, this one might get my vote? Mermaid astronaut. <sighs> I'm, I'm going to be depressingly obvious, uh, but you're also being depressingly obvious if you didn't realize it, because I know exactly which one you're voting for. Mermaid astronaut. No, you're voting for Metal Like Blood in the Dark. Nope, Mermaid Astronaut. At the last second, your hand's going to hover and then it's going to move to Metal Like Blood in the Dark. <laughs> I just know it. I just know it. I just know it. And it's nothing against Mermaid Astronaut. I just feel like Metal Like Blood in the Dark keeps on being your answer to the question of best this, best that. And that feels like it's leading somewhere. Admittedly, the two of them are very, very close. 
Um, and honestly, one we have not, we have only like for the barest of moments mentioned, uh, Little Free Library is a fairly close third. But I really see that the Mermaid Astronaut, I think, is the one that, uh, for me, has the most uh, the most literary impact. And often I vote on my my uh, my love of prose. Um, okay. But also, I think it is the one that has a emotional resonance with me that I love, and it has the uh, that sort of fantasy sensibility that I really like mixed with science fiction, and all those things. I think that Metal Like Blood in the Dark is wonderful and is also published in a magazine that I adore, uh, the editors of, and I adore Ursula, and it's a wonderful story. But I think if I really broke it down, oh, man, you're right. I probably <laughs> would. Ah, man. The hand just hovered and it moved. It <laughs> happened. We saw it happen. We saw it happen. <laughs> yeah no you're right i'm voting no award nothing is getting a hugo in this category nothing <laughs> all right so i did a thing where i listened to all the previous episodes of the the hugo nomination run uh, last night in order to kind of just remind myself and kind of try to evoke the same feelings that i had when we were first discussing them and then as i was doing so i just sort of started making notes in my phone that ended up being sort of like superlatives in a yearbook Oh, so, since my uh, my number one choice is out there, and then we'll 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 get to the my my overall reasoning for that. Uh, I, I'm going to go ahead and go through each one and kind of give it the the superlatives. So uh, oh, this is in reverse order of of how we approach them. Open house on a haunted hill. I felt was the most uh, charming and best kid character. There weren't Fair. too many kids to, to compare with, but I still thought it was a great kid. Yeah, <laughs> so agreed. enjoyed, enjoyed. Uh, Metal Like Blood in the Dark, best surprising phrasing that delighted me and best title. Yes. Uh, Little Free Library, the most adorable and lighthearted. Okay, yeah. A Guide for Working Breeds, had the most innovative structure while also still calling back to past structures like the epistolary, you know, literature. And I believe the most satisfying ending. Yeah. It was really satisfying, wasn't it? You walk away and you're like, I feel pretty content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just watching him think. It sounds yeah, like dead silence to you listeners, but to us, it's him really letting it soak in. <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to cut everything. So it's like <laughs> one one, just, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the dead silence joke will be for me. <laughs> okay. And uh, badass moms in the zombie apocalypse, uh, most adrenaline pumping. So I already had that in there to help guide me for your visceral question. Was prepared without knowing it. And uh, the most delightfully feminine. Nice. And if anybody thinks that's a bad thing, they can go do something unpleasant to themselves. Uh, I'm just going to tell them to go fuck the right off. <laughs> that is also an option. I like to leave it open. So, um, <laughs> and let their imaginations do the work. So, and so finally, of course, my choice is, as we stated, the mermaid astronaut. And for the following reasons. Even though I said, you know, 
as far as what stuck with me out of all that we've read, this is the one that kind of feels like it's not going to leave for a really long time. Like the other ones I might come back to, I could come back to in a year and be like, oh yeah, I remember that, but I'll come back to the mermaid astronaut and it'll be a lot clearer in my head and I'll have a lot more of an emotional connection to it when I do, I have a feeling. Um, you've got sisters, you've got mermaids, you've got space. I love all these things. <laughs> um, so they're really speaking my language and speaking of language, it is beautiful language. The other stories had many, many fine, wonderful moments. Uh, and like I said, I felt like Mellow Like Blood in the Dark kind of had like the best overall writing, but this is the one that I remember just being swept up in the prose and the beauty of it. Great world building. I loved the world that was constructed in such a short period of time. We talked about that in our review. And so uh, all of these things, the characterization, the ending, all the, all the stuff we discussed as well, that's why I get to my vote on my actual ballot. I am so happy to hear that because when you get it in, you'll get all your information shortly. You'll make your vote. And now you just have to read every other thing written on the ballot. Uh, wait, there's, there, <laughs> there's more? <laughs> yes, including best fanzine, which uh, you might not know. Oh, this, you mean I'm... all the... All the other categories. Okay, I thought you meant there are more short stories. I was like, why would they do this? Why would they have it listed on a website and then have there be other ones that they're not listed? What's happening? I'm so confused. Okay, yeah, I'll go read everything else that exists on the ballot. Yeah. You know what the nice thing is? I mean, there's lots of nice things out there in the world. Um, I don't know. If you or any of your listeners become a member of the Worldcon, you have access to the Hugo Voters Packet which is either excerpts or the actual entirety of all the best series, best novel, best uh, novella, all of it comes in this packet. And uh, so you get a wonderful value for just becoming a member. Do I get that too? You or do. It, okay. I wasn't sure because I, I know there's the, the, the voting membership and the, yeah, it's, I don't know, like the, the, the ranges, but yeah. that's very exciting. Yay. Yeah, supporting <laughs> memberships and above. Uh, that's a voting membership, basically. Uh, okay, all right. Get that. And yeah, go to discon3.org. Go to discon3.org for more details. But Link is yes. in the show notes, maybe. I don't know what he does, honestly. <laughs> you know what? I don't either. <laughs> <laughs> but I will probably put it in the show notes. I do show notes sometimes. I just uh, felt like saying it. It felt like the time to say it. And then I was like, that's that's doing somebody else's job <laughs> or that's trying to tell somebody else how to do their job, which doesn't seem fair. So, <laughs> but it's very on brand for us. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Well then excellent. So whether or not the mermaid astronaut wins, they will always be the first recipient of the short story shot short podcasty as the best short story. Of what year was it? I've forgotten. <laughs> uh, I, yeah, we're we're in like month month sixty of twenty twenty now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah. And uh, I just checked today. Uh, both David Bowie and Prince are still dead. Um, so, but could is there any possibility Carrie Fisher came back? Born on my birthday. Oh, you lucky. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, very, very nice. Well, anyhow, this has been a wonderful episode. Thank you so much for listening. And this has been 
short story. Short podcast. Thank you.